0: This is an encore presentation. If you like it, listen live on Saturday at 8 in the morning, Soul Sanctuary.
1: You should be, you should be here with me. You should be here with me. Girl, you know you drive me. Girl, you, you know you drive me. You crazy. should, you be, should be, be here with me. me. Babe.
0: On this program, are solely those of the host and his or her guests and do not reflect those of KZSM Radio, SMTX CRA, or its governing body. Good morning, Soul Sanctuary Soldiers. Good morning. You're here. You made it. It is bright and early this Saturday morning, and we have a special guest in the studio. Special guest, would you like to say hello? Good morning, Sam Marcus. Good morning. She's here with us. This is E.D. Watt yes yeah i got it right you <laughs> can tell by the look in her face <laughs> we're going to be talking today about an experience that uh strangely we shared this year <laughs> a lot of it mm-hmm. um her experience was different than mine uh, i know that i had a show where i discussed uh the the breast cancer scare that i went through in october and uh Part of, one of the things I did whilst in the midst of that is went to Poetry Night, uh, which we tend to go to at Wake the Dead the first Thursday of every month. Yes. And um, and I'd seen her there before and in the library and around. I've always been friendly. And uh, and that day, I got on, I, I don't think I'd, ever, I'd spoken before there, or maybe I had once. Anyway, I hadn't that night, and I, I didn't have anything written or prepared, but the the state of emotion that I was in was such that I wanted to share that with other humans, and so I kind of got on the stage or got up in front of everybody, and I was like, uh, "They found lumps. <laughs> I have to go get this thing checked out." And it really, I'm really scared, and that really sucks. And I thought that there was something poetic in the shock of it that I was still dealing with hours after, a day, or a couple days after I'd found out this is what was going to happen, and. As soon as I uh, stepped down uh, from speaking about it, (laughs) he comes up to me and says, hey, I just went through the same thing. And I was like, what? So it was kind of cool. This vulnerability uh, that I offered, I guess, on instinct was met with companionship, which I think is just beautiful. The first thing that happened, the first thing that happened after I shared is that I got shared back with
2: (laughs) yeah vulnerability is so key you know it just it's so hard to do and yet like that's where a real connection happens right I mean that's a hard thing to get up in front of the room and just share with a bunch of strangers that like I've lumps in my breast and I don't know what's next right but yeah, I was I was going through the exact same thing, so mm-hmm. it helped me to hear that there was somebody else in the room that was struggling and right. giving voice to the fear and
0: anxiety that I had about it, and right. so it was. It it took for me. It took me to some pretty dark and uh, finite places in my mind and in my thoughts and what I've accomplished this lifetime and what would be said about me and what was left undone and. Oh yeah. All these other things that like leave <laughs> your voice just quivering like should I call you know all six of the family members that I'm ridiculously tired of and <laughs> and have an honest <laughs> conversation with them? <laughs> like just stop carrying that weight around and you know, should I just Climb to the top of Mount Everest, and you know, should I jump out of a plane and just do all like stop waiting for whatever it is that we wait for and that we get lulled into compliance with, like do I just buck every single every single tether that there is in society, and just run around with scotch tape on or something like? yeah, I mean for me
2: it it really it did take me to some dark places mentally it wasn't so much that I was worried that. I was going to die from it because I had already had a biopsy by the time that I talked to you about it. So I knew that that wasn't, you know, in my immediate future, I didn't have cancer. But what I did have was something that could turn into cancer. And I just had a really painful lump Mm -hmm. that needed to be dealt with. And so I was really worried about disfigurement and, you know, just all that stuff that as women, we deal with it's right, our, a particularly female thing. But I think everybody who has a body struggles with that at,
0: in some way or another. Sure. Yeah, right. right. The beauty industry is how many billions of dollars per year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Per year. And just the natural process of aging. Like how much money goes into preventing that? And I'm sure every single aspect we can go into that, you know, kind of serves to make us insecure and then the idea of having an actual disfigurement like to some extent I think we people with with normal processing or typical processing <laughs> understand that this is beauty this is beauty I'm doing this for beauty I'm doing this for beauty but when you start having to put your flipper in and uh you know whatever other like and your shapewear on and you know stuff to actually complete the shape of your skull <laughs> right, right? You <laughs> these magic tricks that have a whole lot more to do with you as a person and if and if we had our breast removed if that's what would have happened we would have had some kind of situation there that we'll have to deal with and then what does the beach look like what it's, it's 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 a lot of questions mm-hmm. for me it just my head just became just like this huge just question marks bouncing off of each other like like atoms when you see those experiments when you're little, you know, like like it, they were just bouncing and echoing, and some of them were bigger and louder, and then some were quiet ones, but they were all just as important to me, and I wanted to know I wanted some certainty for every single one of them um, so it's it's a it's a it's a confusing place to be,
2: yeah, so. it is, and really, this whole year was pretty hard for me, like I had some other medical issues earlier in the year where my knee sort of exploded for several months it got all swollen up it looked like i had a potato growing out of the side of my knee and the doctors couldn't figure out why or what was wrong and you know i had an mri i had like x-ray i had juice sucked out of my knee and analyzed and every time they were like i don't know it's really swollen (laughs) and i was like thank you so much for that and i I was laid up for months like (sighs) i missed a lot of work i spent basically the whole summer in a chair you know, with ice on my knee, and it was really, really hard, and so I, you know, I went through that, and then there was the whole lump situation, and so I just, I have really spent the year kind of hunkering down with my body and Mm -hmm. thinking a lot about my body and the connection between my body and unprocessed
0: emotions and... So, what is your theory about the body and unprocessed emotions? What did you, what is the, what did you come away with? Well, I think,
2: you know, I'm no expert, but I think that in our culture we spend a lot of time looking at bodies, but we don't spend a lot of time listening to bodies. And I understand what you mean. We we do a lot of Talking to our bodies, we tell them things. We tell, you know, you're ugly, you're fat, you're getting old. And what's this bump on your face or whatever? Yeah. Um, but Straighten we don't stand up
0: and fly right.
2: Yeah, but we <laughs> don't really engage in a conversation with our bodies. And I think our bodies are constantly trying to tell us something and to draw our attention to the fact that, look, here's some stuff that you need to deal with. And we you know, that takes, that takes some time. It takes sitting down in a chair for two months sometimes and really like going inward and, and just trying to analyze it and figure it out. And you know, so I read lots of books like Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life and other things of that ilk. And, you know, I, I think that there's some, some stuff of value there. I think if you don't take time to deal with things that you know, are traumatic or just, just need to be dealt with. Like your body is eventually going to be like, Hey, mm-hmm. it's time. Mm-hmm. Like it's right here in your knee. It's in your boob. It's in your migraines. It's whatever.
0: I've, I've always believed in mind over body. And, um, part of the studies that I did kind of talked about, uh, different things that are psychosomatic how all these different diseases and imbalances are psychosomatic and i was like 100 percent on board with that like I, I truly believe that that's what happens that you can go in and just get stuck places and emotions get stuck and and um and um from it <laughs> right like they get stuck, and then the, then the juice falls out and they become sour and i think they can start changing molecularly what, what's in your body? I mean, it has to. If we're made of light. We're made of stardust. And we're made of water. Um, when you have this negativity that you're continually pouring into yourself, that has to affect you. It has to affect you on a chemical level. And I think that comes out in uh, various types of um, diseases. Like, when mm-hmm. I look at the older people in my family, um, the ones that have weird relationships with reality have things going on in their brain and their mind right now decades later like where they're breaking where the problem is coming up and how their aging is showing up is in the mind and I'm not surprised I'm like well you haven't used it straight for a long time I'm sure that that causes something and there's having that conversation um you know with people who don't pay that much attention to energy work and, you know, they don't go around saying things like, I'm spiritual, not religious. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's more difficult to have those conversations because it's about, you know, energy and and really that transition from light to matter and that that can happen in a negative way. Yeah. Um It's it's all one system,
2: you know. Like, I think we tend to think of it as being very separate. Like, you have your body and it's like... Eating and excreting, and your heart is beating, and it's like a whole other thing. And then there's what's going on in your head and whatever you're feeling, and you know they're two separate entities. And it's not that it's all it's
0: all part of the same package. It really is. So, um, so you've come away with this this more uh, connected idea between t- between body and mind. And has it changed what you do? daily at all like what did you without any effort at all but after having through the experience having gone through the experience what do you find is something that's regularly uh, part of your daily life just being on the other side of it
2: well I'm a poet so that is really what I u- what I rely on the most to help myself with any kind of healing whether it's physical pain emotional pain um, a conjunction of the two, I, I really, you know, I, I, was, I was writing before all of this happened, right. um, but I really kind of focused on trying to write from my body this past year just to see, like, mm. what's in there, what's going to mm-hmm. come
1: mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So I kind of stopped writing on my computer, and I just would write everything by hand to try to really get that connection
0: between the body and the page, and I 100 percent agree. I tried to journal typing before, and it was so disconnected. I, I can't. I can't even explain how it didn't do the same thing as writing out. So I completely understand that tactile experience is important.
2: Yeah, there's some something magic that happens. It's using a different part of your brain right. uh, when you write by hand, right. and so it was so helpful to me, like in sitting down and writing about my knee or my migraines or my breast, I really kind of discovered, wow, there's some stuff in there that I didn't really want to acknowledge or maybe I was sort of aware of, but not in a real conscious way. Right. So it was very helpful f- for me to write, and I think that that is just like one of the, fr- the go-to things in my medicine chest now is to write it out, write it out.
0: Wonderful. I think that's great. That's great to come away with some enhancement to your current experience. Because if you go through something, you go on the other side and you're exactly as you, how you started. Um, it feels <laughs> it feels like a waste of time. And if you did we did have these huge emotional kind of reactions to and with to all these all these journeys that our minds took with it, it would be great to come out the other side with something. <laughs> yes. Even better, something useful, right? so we are going to jump into our first break uh, i'm going to try to bring up um bring up something on on facebook in a minute <laughs> i'm trying to open a camera on something we'll figure out how to do that in a minute uh you're listening to soul sanctuary we'll see you on the other side of the break
3: KZSM, your true community radio station, would like to wish all our listeners, supporters, underwriters, and members of our community a very happy and safe holiday season. We are thankful to be part of such a wonderfully diverse community. From our radio family to yours, we wish you a joyous holiday season and a prosperous new year.
4: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was etched onto clay tablets, carved into stone, inscribed on parchment, forged into type, converted to bytes and bits and pixels. However the Word enters your consciousness, join us Tuesdays 4 to 6 for Bookmarked, all about books and reading in San Marcos and the world experience, San Marcos, you should come to the river and jump in or go downtown and take a run around to see all the local merchants, but if you want to feel San Marcos, you need to tune in on Tuesday nights at 9 to 10 p.m. and listen to Downtown Funk with Sammy the Bull playing all the top hits, top grooves. Obscure funk from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So if you want to get your groove on and reminisce, or if you want to feel like it was back in the day, tune in on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m.
1: You ever want something that you know you shouldn't have? The more you know you shouldn't have it, the more you want it, and then one day you get it. It's so good too. But it's just like my girl. When she's around, I just feel so, good. so good. Sunshine
0: That could have been more graceful, but I'm just <laughs> we're just rolling with it. <laughs> we are here with Soul Sanctuary. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for uh joining us today. Uh, we get to talk about talk to Miss Edie Watson, and we're talking about. 2019 wrapping that up a couple of things that we went through medically last year that um, that sh- we were talking about this uh, segment before and um, one of the things that I think intrigued me about uh, the chance to speak with Edie is about uh, the connection between uh, art- artistic expression and healing and I think there's a huge um, connection between it. That. That's why you have all kinds of color therapy and music therapy and what is it? What else is there? Painting therapy. There's therapies that involve the arts because the arts do have to do with healing and I think in wholeness and uh, holisticness. I'm sorry. I don't know why. <laughs> wasn't here in my head but it got here uh so before we go any further i want to make sure we have lots of time uh to listen to the poet poetic stylings of ed and so i'd like to get into some um as she's comfortable now um so if you're joining us on facebook live hi i hope you can hear me too when i'm talking <laughs> otherwise i'll be getting half the experience uh we'll go back and fix that in post um but you can listen at org this and every saturday at 8 a.m okay So here we're going to go ahead and um, I'll turn uh, the uh, attention over to E.D. What are you going to share with us first?
2: Well, I wrote a couple of different poems today and I guess the first one I'll read I wrote kind of as a response to being in the hospital and getting out of the hospital and seeing the other people who were there and just how like vulnerable and fragile everybody's bodies are and then just like, you know, the kind of grossness of having an incision and just everything that goes with that. Yeah. And so I wrote this poem called In Praise of Hideousness. Okay. All praise the lepers, praise the boars, praise mud and dust and filth, the flies, metal buildings with metal doors. Praise the needle in your arm. The scars, your body broken, maimed. God bless you in your hospital bed, purple, yellow, pale, drooling, crying out, wounds, weeping, pinkish stuff. God bless your bad breath, for you are breathing, and God is here. God is not all rainbow ponies and kitten fur. God is the dark blood in our veins that flows and flows and never sees the light of day until it does. Hallelujah, praise them, God of darkness, God of light, locked in an embrace that looks like mortal combat, but is, in fact, every kind of love. So that was really just a (laughs) (laughs)
0: line, line, no, (laughs) um, I'm shut up by that. It's so uh, unflinching, unflinching.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, and mean,
0: uh, I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I spend a lot of the year writing prayers, essentially,
3: mm-hmm. um,
2: because I was in such a dark place that I was really just crying out. And now it's just kind of a, my instinct to go there in poetry. That's my prayer language, I guess, if you wanted to call it Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And yeah. so, you know, I, t- I think we tend to think of God or the divine or whatever you want to call it as you know all brightness and light and we forget that in those really dark yucky stinky smelly ugly places like God is there God is that's in those places God absolutely. is those places
0: absolutely my, my, my most profound thought this year has been that people lie constantly and the only time that we tell the truth is in the bathroom and that's only if something funny is happening <laughs> 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 is that the truth that's when we're real. We're like, uh-oh. Well, this color's off, or this shouldn't mm-hmm. be here. What's this bump? Like, <laughs> Mirror does not lie. <laughs> that is where honesty is, and that's it. And that's not a big, fluffy, beautiful, K-commercial type of thing. That's not where that happens. That's not where you meet you. That's right. not where you meet who you need. That's not where you... Understand who you would call, you know, when there is something in some unmentionable region that you need to have looked at,
1: right. <laughs> maybe
0: by a doctor. What friend are you going to call? Buy them a coffee. Love that relationship. Don't let that one go. That's a lot where truth is. Yes, right? yes. And that ugliness. And Let's so,
2: have a, a moment of gratitude for our girlfriends, right? For
0: our girlfriends and great aunties. Girlfriends are great, but what's better than? A girl, well, and sometimes when you have weird girls and stuff like that, what you need more than anything is somebody who's, you know, got a couple decades on you, man. <laughs> that
2: is so true.
0: My aunties have talked me off of all of the ledges, everyone that there was. Everyone that there was. There wasn't one I didn't need their guidance for. Mm. And a lot of times, you know, it's just, all right, simmer down hot sauce. You know, a lot of times, it's just. Reminding me how that my reaction is disproportionate to the stimulus, and that's all right, that's that's part of my Taurus Leo situation. I've got going on, it's also just a
2: good reminder that, like, oh, this isn't a unique situation, right? Like, thousands, millions of women so have many. been through this before. Look, they're still alive, they seem happy, they yeah. you know, it, it's going to be fine.
0: Yeah, I think that, like, that that poem was so uh a uh, stark stark a stark difference to how I woke up the mindset that I woke up in um that it makes me feel like I want to dedicate like these last week this last week and a half of this year to just that to just thanking uh the God that shows up in those times you know the God that shows up to hold you in those really lonely dark places where you know you're actually walking around in a trance like you know in between this in, in between this dimension and the next one and in, in between this dimension and your fears and you know all these ghosts of all the Christmas before and after and mm-hmm. sideways like every one of them shows up it's not cute like Scrooge was talking about there's not three there's like three million right <laughs> Like $3 billion. and they're not just in your house they're from your cousin's house and your best friend's house and that person who you cut off on the highway's house mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're ugly they got snaggle teeth oh my <laughs> gosh it's more ghoulish than <laughs> mine were ghouls and I don't know if that speaks more about who I am <laughs> or who they are uh, but it does speak to it does speak to kind of like taking account for what effect that you have on the world and everything around you um, I was really touched by that. I like um, remembering to, to thank God and thank God for you know the coma breath or you know the breath that people have when they're on IVs and not actually eating because you're breathing. And that's where you have to get to the basics so much that you're thankful for the fact that you have breath. And some of those times when we're really depressed and we're in these terrible situations, we have these terrible choices, sometimes all you can be thankful for is the fact that there's a choice. Because there's somebody facing whatever you're facing without choice, right. and that's worse. <laughs> I know it sounds doesn't feel like it in the moment, but that's worse. And actually, after our experience, um, the next thing that happened with that uh, was that I spoke with someone who just found a lump. I was on the other side of it. So in November, I spoke with someone who just found a lump, and they don't have insurance. So the question mm-hmm. isn't whether or not they have to go through this fear and the sides of it that I think that we shared. But whether or not they get to know what it is at all. And I was like, wow, I didn't think this could be worse. That's awful. I didn't think this could be worse than what I felt. Yeah. It was pretty bad. But what if, before I got to feel all of that, I had to wonder whether or not I would even ever know what was wrong with me, even ever have the chance to figure it out? Yuck. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, I've been in that situation before where I didn't have insurance. And, you know, it feels like, if I can't if I can't pay for this or if I'm gonna go into, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, I- is my life worth it? And you know, asking those kinds of questions. People should never have to it's ask those kinds question. of questions. It's a terrible question. Of course Since your life is worth it, that, right? But, but you wind up evaluating like the value of your own life versus like the financial health of your family or you know, some other kind of ridiculousness. Yeah.
0: It it's a it's a terrible position to be put in. I am fully still digesting uh, that poem, and I'm sure I'll go back and listen to it several times. Uh, Do you have um, anything else that you'd like to share with us? Uh, The other one that I brought to share, uh,
2: I wrote. It's it's a little less refined, but I wrote it. um, It's it's well, I wrote it about having migraines, which is something that I've suffered with since I was 15 years old, Mm -hmm. Um, and it. Times in my life, it's been more debilitating than others, okay. but, you know, it is, a, it is a kind of experience of chronic pain. Um, certainly not as bad as some people deal with, but it's definitely been a problem for me. And I wrote this in the middle of the night one night while I was having a migraine because I was like, nothing else is helping. I'm going to write about it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right. which is really hard to do when you have a migraine. But <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. um, So this one is called Migraine Prayer. lord my very face is cleaved split down to the roots by a bright bolt of pain my teeth are tree stumps charred and smoking my mind went up like gasoline and left behind this residue lord forgive me for forgetting just how good normal feels to move without my eyebrows glowing To go to work without all these bottles of pills And the fear that fills my pockets That the pain will never go Each day a plank of sunlight to be walked A stretcher of sound to tear me to pieces What good am I to you like this? What good am I to anyone? Lord, save my body from itself I want to feel good again To show you I can relish it So i wrote that poem kind of as a response to you know every time i feel really bad with a migraine or something else i realize all the time leading up to the migraine when i felt great i wasn't appreciative of feeling great mm. Mm. and then when i feel bad mm. i'm like oh man i really messed up i should have been really appreciative and really like living life mm-hmm. to the fullest and mm-hmm. enjoying it oh. like just make me feel good again and i will
0: do all that i and, promise i will yeah, yeah that that it, it's such a a relatable feeling i know exactly what you mean when i was in the in the grips of terror of what's going to happen with my body like all that time i was like what was I doing before this? What was I thinking about before right. this? Before I had this horrible fake like dark huge elephant in the room, like what was I doing with my time? And I'll tell you what it wasn't was being grateful right. <laughs> that I didn't have some huge health scare to worry about. Like that's not what I was doing. I was complaining about, you know, every inconvenience that there was and every time, you know, my kid shrieked one time too many and you know argued one time too many or inconvenienced me in one time too many and using the full function of every part of my body still angry about something right and it's uh it feels like um uh just taking for granted uh those normal moments and like something that'll humble you is when you don't have normal <laughs> moments like this could be your life instead I mean, luckily, uh, you were able to have a treatment that kind of moved you away from having this be part of your daily life for the rest of your life. Like some people have, you know, situations where there's months of dealing with or years or that's how it's going to be chronic. Right? That's just, this is the pill you're just on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just on it. <laughs> and like until when? No, no. You're on. Like this is it. This is your life now. Make your reality around this now. Um and I think that's the fear, you mm-hmm. know, that I, that I
2: would have in those moments of mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm, I, this is it. I wasted my, my normal years, <laughs> and now right. I'm just going to feel really crappy for the rest of my life.
0: And it's just everything, everything so terminal can really God, turn it on its head. Um, we've got one more break to get through, and then we'll be on the other side and continue talking and listening to Soul Sanctuary. Sorry, I lost a commercial. This is an encore presentation. If you like it, listen live on Saturday at 8 in the morning.
1: Soul Sanctuary. You should be here with me, You should be here with me, babe. you know you drive me, me, You should be here with me,
4: of a new genre of music occurred in the 70s. Funk. Pure. Unadulterated. malicious. Then it got mixed into a gumbo. Jazz funk. Disco funk. R&B funk. They even came up with funk rock. Relive the golden era of this groove. Every Tuesday evening 8 to 10 p.m. on Downtown Funk with Sammy the Bull. Always on KZSM Community Radio Hi,
2: I'm Tony Wilson host of Roots and Branches on Sunday afternoons from 2pm to 4pm here on KZSM.org I play all kinds of music from Texas and beyond so join me on Sundays at 2 on KZSM.org San Marcos's true community radio station
1: Hi, I'm Gryphon Spell. Every Wednesday I'll be playing covers, remixes,
0: re-releases, live versions and more of the songs you know and love with a genre-spanning new program I call The Griffin's Nest. Wednesdays at 6 here at KZSM.org, Community Radio, for San Marcos, Texas.
1: Hey guys, this is Delilah Doom and you're listening to Shattered Glass Radio. Revolving Door is your local radio show where we host the best live bands
4: in our downtown
1: San Marcos studio every Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m.
0: Tune in to KZSM.org to hear the best of your
4: local live bands for 32 minutes to an hour as we get them in and get them out and on the air.
0: Thanks for still hanging with us here on soul sanctuary this Saturday morning. This is one of the last Saturdays of 2019 drawn to a close. Everybody's getting ready for the new year. Hopefully new you, new year stuff, new decade, new decade, new you stuff. There's whole, there's whole like changes. I think sweepings that people are going through pruning and, and getting rid of those relationships that aren't serving them more. Hopefully everything that's not serving them anymore. Uh, we, uh, one of the things we, were, we touched on before was about the connection between healing and, and the arts. And I definitely believe that poetry is part of that. Um, what relief did you feel while you were creating? Or what relief do you feel when you create? I feel like it's more active. Uh, it's almost like a pressure valve.
2: Like it really is just provides me a kind of a relief, you know? Like my journals are full of you know, crappy poems that I've written just to kind of get some stuff off my chest and stuff. But I, you know, I had a really interesting experience in April of this year, which Mm -hmm. is kind of before all of this health stuff flared up. And it was perfect timing now that I look back retrospectively. But in April, I attended a a weekend retreat workshop kind of thing with this uh, man named John Fox. Okay. And he is a poet, and he also runs this organization called the Institute of Poetic Medicine, Hmm. uh, based in California. And the retreat that I attended was uh, about poetry and epiphany. And I I just went, I thought, that sounds like my jam, so I'm going to do that. And it was... Powerful, transformative experience. It was a lot of vulnerability in a room full of strangers, which is not my jam, mm-hmm. but I, I, I just went with it. I did it and I dove in and, you know, you hear the phrase like holding space. You want to hold space for people. And I had never really experienced firsthand what that looked like or felt like. And mm-hmm. this was that, and it was Beautiful, powerful experience. So it's basically like the idea that everybody can write poetry. It doesn't matter. You don't have to have an English degree. Poetry is for everyone. It's to be accessed by everyone. And it's not about judging if this is a good or a bad poem. It's just about writing from your heart.
1: Right.
2: And so there were practices to kind of take us more deeply into it throughout the day and by the end of the day it's like you're crying and you're hugging strangers and and it was it was really beautiful I left that day feeling like I want to do this like I I don't even know what that means I just feel like I want to do this something in my spirit was saying yes to that and so you know I kind of kicked it around and I did some research and then I actually applied to the Institute of Poetic Medicine
3: so I will
2: be starting uh, my training in uh, January that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really excited about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So you, like, found this way, and you could see where it was helping and touching people and healing people and wanted to become part of it. I think it's great that you went for it. I think that's so awesome.
2: Yeah, I think there are, you know, there's a lot of different applications to, for something like that. You know, there are sure. programs in prisons. There are programs with refugees. There's programs in schools, trauma right. victims. Like, there, there's just... Everybody needs an emotional outlet,
0: you know, right. and and one that everyone could access, like just something to write with, or even they can learn, they can recite it, they can just, they can just memorize the thing but something that everybody has access to it doesn't need a whole bunch of special equipment it doesn't need a whole bunch of special anything just your mind and then like forming it into stanzas I guess and it probably doesn't need stanzas so yeah yeah no
2: no rules you know and and the beautiful thing about it is that it really kind of forces you to honor your own voice right and, like, there, there was a time during that weekend retreat where I had written a poem. I was really surprised at what came out. It was, like, old stuff from an old relationship, a bad relationship from, like, 15 years ago. Right. And there was some trauma there, but I was really annoyed that I was still dealing with it. Got it. And... John, the teacher was, you know, he said, well, how do you, how does this poem make you feel after I had shared it? And I was like, I'm just, I'm, I'm so over this, you know, Mm -hmm. like really, really like 15 years have passed and I'm still writing about this, this. And, Mm -hmm. and he, he, he kind of spoke sternly to me in a, in a gentle guru kind of way. He was like, I want you to look down at that page and put your hand on that piece of paper. Those are your words. Those are your words. What do you have to say to your own words? And I just lost it. I mean, I just started crying. It was
0: a mess, but... I'm about to lose it now. <laughs> Listening to the story. That's so powerful. It because really was. he was like identifying that immediately, the first thing that you were doing was dissociating with it. Like the first thing is like stepping, making it outside of you. And you didn't go pick that up off the street or grab it from somebody else. That came from your mind. So you just kind of like... Re- re-referring you to this is what you said you said this wow yeah. I feel like I feel like I would There's just like there's there's not an argument there like you know how when you have a little bit more comfort with the language we can you know talk ourselves into and out of just about anything that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like if the question was like okay you're gonna go to this new place but you gotta be concerned because you don't know what type of people there are. You're like you're not scared of that situation. It doesn't feel like you. I don't. I don't. I'm going I mean to, mean to be reading your energy online, but it doesn't feel like that would be something that would uh, intimidate you about a situation. You no. might have to talk to somebody. Who cares? Yeah. In I Generally, talk to you have to talk time. to somebody, right? And 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 get what you want. Like, mm-hmm. be, do you talk to people? It's usually effective, and you come out the other side with some kind of what you want, right? You don't usually lose those. Situ- so. The reason I'm bringing that up at all as an attribute is because it helps in most situations. You can get through most of them. You get around a whole lot of things. There's a whole bunch of dancing and not a whole lot of facing uh, Mm -hmm. that you get to do this lifetime if you have that particular talent. But when you have someone who uh, kind of has you address something that you can't tap dance out of. (laughs) it's arresting right
2: it is and it also is a big eye-opener to just how much we can trick ourselves and fool ourselves into thinking like we've dealt with something, we're over something yes. just by refusing to deal with it. You know, like I yes. put that in a box and I put it on a shelf in the top of the closet. Right. And I'm just it's taped shut and we're done. We're done right. with that. Yeah. And the yeah. box is still there, and the stuff inside of it is still scratching to get out. And
0: yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, I had something fall out of a mouth a few years ago that I thought I'd dealt with decades before. And I was like, oh, there's still something. <laughs> And it's crazy when you look back on the wreckage and you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's obviously something. I love that. That that sounds really cool. I've never thought of a poet or a poetry retreat. That seems interesting. Well, if you get that started in this area, please. Yeah, i <laughs> will keep you in the loop. I mean, it's a
2: three-year training, so it'll be a minute before okay. I'm, like, ready to
0: do it on my own. But Right, right. That's really such a cool thing. And I'm glad there's this new adventure that you have to look forward to. Yeah, it um, feels too. like...
2: 2020 new decade new direction yeah. for my life yeah, and my yeah. work and it feels good i'm excited about it
0: wonderful that that sounds great so how long have you been doing the third thursdays
2: uh, oh you mean at wake the dead at wake the dead yeah you know off and on for a couple I mean, of years i haven't really been super consistent about attending um mm-hmm. I I try to attend, but for a while I worked on Thursday night, so I wasn't always able to to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But I I really love what's going on there. I think there's so many talented people in San Marcos. We are a special place. And there's just something to be said for being in a room full of other people who... Are n- nerds in the same way that you are? Yes. And you can yes. all just nerd out together and share your work, can. and it feels yes. like a safe space right. for people to like try something out that's new or yeah. share something really personal,
0: like you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a special place. I like, I like the uh, the the I don't know what the technical term for it is, but when the guys make up. Poetry about the room Like the room that we're in and the moment that we're in And one of the guys, I don't know his name But he has an accent, I want to say English But possibly oh, Australian Oh Tom, I'm Tom the world racist. poet yeah. okay, I think he's Australian <laughs> See, as, <laughs> I included it Like that might be part of it um, His poems are, are So uh, engaging And they're about the moment Like I don't know if he's re- making it up as he's sitting down But it's about the moment That he's saying it which I love which is like a tarot reading it's about that moment and it includes all of us and at the end of it you feel recognized strangely <laughs>
1: because yeah. of
0: something he says or references I was like oh that was that that was my part that was I did that you know and and, and it's just like this very cool it's almost it's magical. And yeah. I, I love I love his uh his take on things and the way he sums it all up. And he really is usually talking about how life is right now and it's not yesterday and it's not tomorrow. And you'll miss it if you're looking in either of those places and you gotta be right here. And somehow every time he reminds me of that, i need that reminder. Which means I probably need that <laughs>
2: reminder. Yeah, there have yeah. been times when I have gone to the poetry night and it has felt to me more like, I feel like I've gone to church when I get out of there, you know, like spirit is up in there and it's beautiful talking about stuff and everything's all the poems that people share are sort of in conversation with one another. And it's like, there's never, there's
0: never a left field. Even if like one, one dude was talking about like a squirrel running across his, his yard, which was completely in sync with somebody talking about um, some heartbreak her boyfriend her ex-boyfriend like they were they were completely in sync not kind of but the Venn diagrams were all over each other in in what they were saying and there's there's something about synchronicity I think Mm -hmm. I think that we're like we are weirdly on these very similar radio waves as we experience this planet together and and I don't know whether or not that's the stars or the oceans I don't know but I know that there's a connection and it's cool to have that come out yeah it is i've I've enjoyed the uh for the same reason we're going to uh do another quick short break and we'll wrap up on the other side of it you're listening to soul sanctuary thanks everybody
4: sunday from five until seven p.m is your spot to sit and listen to the
0: conversations to the music from local musicians here on our porch it is a show called
1: revolving door where we bring the artists in and get them back out again so that we can be getting you connected to your local music scene here on kzsm.org every sunday
3: KZSM, your true community radio station, would like to wish all our listeners, supporters, underwriters, and members of our community a very happy and safe holiday season. We are thankful to be part of such a wonderfully diverse community. From our radio family to yours, we wish you a joyous holiday season and a prosperous new year.
0: Hi, this is steve chelmsford reminding everyone to catch my show the mop tops and the king featuring an hour of the greatest two artists in the history of rock and roll elvis and the beatles every monday evening at 9 p.m right here on kzsm san marcus community radio hey everybody we're cool we weren't planning for a whole other commercial or anything like that <laughs> uh, Yay! so we're uh, just gonna um have a couple more thoughts here we're talking about healing and using art um, to heal and really I think uh, somehow we've gotten to a really cool conversation about vulnerability and the beauty of vulnerability uh, one thing that comes out in readings is whether or not this is a time most of the time is whether or not this is a time for you to be vulnerable or to be really protective of yourself and there two different energies that go with that idea, whether or not you should go in, you know, leading with your heart or kind of leading with facts and more things that distance you from whatever process it is that uh, that you're facing. Um, and I think that uh, what got to connect us was really vulnerability, right? There's this vulnerability um, that we were both sharing just from a really similar experience. and. I'm really grateful that that happened. I'm really grateful that um, whatever Lark inspired (laughs) inspired me to get up and tell a room full of strangers about what's going on with tatas uh, (laughs) was was responded with such a good thing. And and so that I can, like you know, maybe that's where I need to be. It's a, a better place to live. It's vibrant there. And there's people. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> there's really cool people there yeah, too of other people it's kind of fantastic um and I just wanted to get a lot la- just a couple a couple of thoughts for you as we end this year what would you advise yeah you, you you have a you have a platform now so for whoever's listening what would you advise to do here in the last week and a half of this last year of this last decade of going into 2020 hmm What would you want to complete, to close, to finish? Or maybe maybe you wouldn't say complete, close, and finish. Maybe you would say open. What would you say?
2: (laughs) Well, this is such a busy, hectic time of year for people, you know, with the holidays and everything. And I think that we often are just rushing through it and crossing things off our list. And I guess if I had one piece of advice, I would you know, and, and this is for myself as well. I'm talking to myself here Mm -hmm. is to just take some time for yourself, carve out a little niche of some quiet time, whatever that looks like. If it's just curling up with a book or if it's taking some time to journal or going for a walk, but just taking some time to kind of push the rest of the world and your obligations away and just you know, spend some time thinking about the year and thinking about your own heart, what your heart is telling you. So that that would be my advice.
0: I like I like that idea. I I can always use the advice to slow down and check in um, because whatever whatever devices I've used so far have created me to really run away from and endure a whole lot. While I'm dealing, like I'm helping other people, helping other people while I'm enduring a whole lot. For some reason, it's gotten into my psyche that I get to endure a whole lot. Mm. And although I admire endurance as an attribute, like I think everybody's good with a little stamina to be able to take a little something. Uh, some things happened. <laughs> Something's happened with that idea that has gotten way out of hand. Yeah, you reach a threshold and then yeah. it's be like martyrdom. That, that's right, right, right. Yeah, we're somewhere in there in this like weird soup situation, which would be more salad-ish, so I can pick out what I don't like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean like everything's become blurred? Um, so I think that's a great. I think that's a great thought to, to kind of give is to kind of slow down, take a moment for yourself, for your actual self. And I think that it's important that you go in with some, you know, you know who you are, you know where all your bodies are buried, you know all your skeletons and make it so that you can actually enjoy that moment. And if it, can't be in your bathroom because it's too messy and stresses you out then go out back you know to be different (laughs) yeah it's gonna look different for everybody it's gonna look different for everybody and and to kind of and you know to design it to fit you and make sure that you get to be most successful i think is is really a great idea and i think that it's i really do think it's a good idea to like if you if you um play with tarot or reiki or prayer or whatever that you do to feel connected to your inner self or your higher self, um, that you take a couple of moments to do that, Mm -hmm. to check back in and see if you're playing with, you know, everything that's in your deck. I would also
2: like to challenge everybody out there who's listening to read a poem before the end of the year. For some people, that's not a challenge at all. That, that's that's <laughs> part, part of their regular practice. Everybody had three. <laughs> but I, I did a reading the other night, and one of the people in the audience uh, pointed out that poetry forces you to kind of slow down. You can't read it at the same pace that you read prose.
1: Oh. And
2: because the you know the, the syntax and the, the writing, just the way it, the lines are broken, it's different. Yes. It forces you to kind of chew on it and take a little time with it and so if poetry is not part of something that you read or maybe you think you can't understand poetry it's too obscure abstract like I challenge you to find a poem and read it and just give yourself the room to be like uh whatever this means to me is what it means to me and maybe that's nothing but at least you did it you know try
0: something new (laughs) I think that's fantastic it's absolutely true I was just thinking about how much slower i read poetry than i read regular prose and it's absolutely right like you slow down and there's this um this wanting to catch the rhythm as soon as you can so you can enjoy the rest of it like there's this like Mm. want to connect with it i have when i'm reading poetry and i would just imagine everybody else does because that's what i do (laughs) but um but you want to like catch the rhythm of it because you want to digest it the way that the writer intended like you want every deliciousness and every nuance that was intended to get all of it I I, and I think that's a great a great intention um to read to read some poetry and I think about uh, my dad's favorite poem which is Invictus and uh and how much of it I know, just because of how many times I've, I've, I've heard it and read it, and how many times he'll half quote it when he's in the middle yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just the beauty of, of the rhythm of all of it. That, that's, I, 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 that, like immediately after you said that, I was like, a whole month of poetry, I'll have a whole month where all we're doing is talking about poetry on Soul Sanctuary. I'm very, very inspired by that idea. That would be really cool maybe soul Sanctuary is poetry, like we'll just, you know. Uh, it's kind of, it. it it's an amazing uh, place to start. So yeah, um, I hope that you guys do. If you find one that you particularly care to share with us, um, send a little comment to soul sanctuary mmf the uh, the facebook page and we can kind of share with each other what um if we come across a poem that we find fantastic or not or just say yeah i got one you know if you'd like to share that you did it but maybe not which one it was because i know they can get personal super fast Mm -hmm. and Um, i
2: will send links to the poems that i shared today if you want to put them on your social media so that people could reread them if they feel like it
0: Absolutely, I think that's an important uh, part of the discussion uh, because they are beautiful and they are—they do give you a little bit to mull over and kind of chew through. I think that's fantastic. Uh, so we're going to say uh, goodbye for Soul Sanctuary. Do you want to give, um, if people want to get in contact with or read more of your stuff, how do they get in contact with you?
2: Uh, my website is edwatsonwrites.com dot com, and you can also find me on Instagram at. And then it's E-E-E-D-E-E Watson. (laughs) So it's kind of phonetically spelled out E-D-Watson.
0: Very cool. Um, And there'll be links um, from Soul Sanctuary MMF. Thank you guys for joining and uh, enjoy your uh, holiday. Um, There's holidays coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Hanukkah's already going on. So um, happy Hanukkah. (laughs) I was trying to think of something culturally re- relevant to say, but I couldn't. All my Jewish friends are coming straight for my neck. Sorry. Oh. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Happy Merry Hanukkah. Christmas. Merry Happy Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. And Winter Solstice. Things. and Yeah. Uh, whatever. And that's today. So enjoy the shortest day of the year. All right. Yeah, isn't no, that fantastic? Uh, and we'll see you guys next week on Soul Sanctuary. All right. Thanks. This was a lot of fun. I'm so glad you got to join me. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.